Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Pyle. And I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Welcome to another weekly melting pot episode. Today I'm in conversation with Abel Pei in Singapore. Abel is the program manager of the Singapore Mental Health Film Festival. And I am in conversation with him, of course, in Singapore, but not in person, as you can obviously tell. Thank you so much for joining me today, Abel. Thank you, Payo, for inviting us on. Yep. So, I mean, it is something that I was really very keen to uh, talk about, uh, your film festival, because I think it's a very, very important conversation today. And the fact that you have an entire festival, you know, which focuses on mental health, I thought was absolutely amazing. And I, which is why I was very keen that we have this conversation. So could you tell me, my the listeners of Melting Pot, a little bit about the film festival? Right. So yeah, this is actually the first mental health, you know, related film festival in Singapore. And I think it started, its inauguration run was in 2019. Preparation work began in 2018 with a group of individuals, you know, all from very different aspects of life, you know, contributing their various expertise, you know, to group, whether is it communications, marketing, whether is it program curation, whether is it events management. So we got a group of friends to come together. And I guess that was also when I got in touch with, you know, the current executive director at a festival. Uh, she is Cheryl. And so in 2018, you know, I had a conversation with her. I, back then, I remembered it was at NUS. You know, I was in my you know, second year of undergraduate study. And I wanted to launch something at NUS relating to mental health because I felt that, you know, the, the provisions at NUS, at least in the university campus, were not very robust. And I felt that it was not very accessible to students. And yet at the same time, I felt that many students were um, experiencing, you know, mental health distress 
and not knowing where to seek help. And I wanted to do something on campus. Uh, and I happened to get in touch with Cheryl and I had a conversation with her. I remember that afternoon at University Town, uh, just a random bench outside the yoga studio. And we had a chat and we realized that, you know, our visions were aligned, aligned and insane yeah. in terms of what we yeah. hope to achieve. And she then had already, you know, launched this idea of a film festival and she invited me to join the team then and you know, that's how I got involved. And back then, you know, the, the, the mission, I guess, is really to challenge the stigma of mental illnesses, you know, through the use of three mediums. I think films, very powerful medium, evidently from the film festival title. Every film is always accompanied with a panel discussion. This allows, you know, and, and it's usually adjacent, you know, right after the film, we have a panel discussion. Because I think when we watch a film, films have this very powerful, you know, capacity to get in touch with certain emotions and certain feelings, which will otherwise not be possible, say, through, you know, speech, say, writing, say, theatre, each of them have their own, you know, ways in, in, in helping to emote certain emotions. And films have its, has its own way as well. And so when we create that vulnerability during the film watching process, and then we'll move into a conversation where we take advantage, you know, of, of, of that state in mind, you know, and launch a conversation into a topic that audiences will probably be able to empathize with much better, you know, after watching the film, or whether is it from a belief experience or, you know, just from, you know, watching, you know, the, the, how the director has portrayed the issue. He allows for more, I guess, safe and open spaces, a more comfortable people are more, are less on their guard and this allows for that conversation to come on and hence that com- conversation is actually I would say pretty much key to the festival it is where we bring in you know professionals persons with leave experience and also community partners so we provide a more I guess a holistic understanding to yeah. the mental health issue from various disciplines as opposed to say you know a panel full of just me- medical experts or panel full of persons recovery we have a combination of different uh, profiles and so that could help launch the conversation uh, in a more comprehensive manner. And we leave it up to the audience to decide, you know, which, you know, which perspective they may be more inclined towards or maybe, you know, uh, get an understanding of a perspective that they are not so used to. Yeah. And the last medium, we look at workshops. So workshops, if you could see, you know, through the festival, you know, a two-week festival, for instance, that we have this year, two weekends, spending across two weekends, we have a total of eight workshops in total. And these workshops aim is to focus on the self. So we often talk about caring for other people, launching conversations into how we can support persons around us or in the workplace, in schools. Uh, But often we forget about the element of self. So the workshop comes in where we take, you know, different mediums such as, you know, pottery, such as eating, such as journaling to allow, I guess, the patrons to learn certain self-care skills and eventually be able to apply these into their life. So these are the three mediums that the festival uh, utilize, films, panel discussions and workshops. And with the main element, I guess, with films as a catalyst, you know, to promote and advocate conversations. So that's pretty much, you know, uh, what we hope to achieve, you know, with the festival. And what kind of, because you said that the festival was launched in 2019. So last year, did you have the festival in 2020 or was it virtual? What, What exact, because I mean, I think 2020 is a year which confuses everyone and Mm. it draws a blank in a lot of cases so did you continue to to have the festival or you took a break and you're going to have it now this year 
yeah, 2020 was an extremely challenging time for <laughs> the team. Yeah. We had a whole list, a lineup of programs ready to be launched because the festival was supposed to take place in February last year, 2020. So that was supposed to be the second run, you know, after 2019. Yeah. And in, in, in late January, early February, uh, things were already in plan. We had marketing installed. We were ready to work with Cystic, our ticketing partner, to roll out these films. Uh, we were already pushing out our marketing creative materials on our social media pages. And then come DOSCON, a yellow. And then, you know, with the whole uncertainty surrounding whether events could still go on. And so we had, I remember Cheryl and I, uh, this afternoon, we, we, we were following very closely with the Ministry of Health's guideline because people were speculating here and there. Yeah. And we actually had an afternoon, we sat down at coffee club at, you know, one of the, the malls. And then we were discussing, you know, with all this uncertainty, you know, and all this cost that, you know, are at hand, you know, are we going to continue with the plan or are we going to make a decision right now to say, let's halt the, the program. Let's wait for more clarity with regard to the situation uh, before we kind of decide how, how to proceed. And eventually we did make a very tough decision uh, despite all the preparations in place to say, you know, we may have to halt this year's festival. We may have to postpone it till later part of the year. And so within a night, you know, we had to call, you know, all our sponsors and partners to check with them because people were pulling out, you know, we, we had workshop partners from the mental health agencies who were involved in the program, but they came and say, because of their guidelines for the organizations they work with, they can no longer be part of this program. So it was a lot of firefighting and a lot of brave decisions that, you know, the team has to make. And so we did not, the festival did not happen. Uh, we were initially intending to postpone it till October in 2020, but the situation wasn't really, uh, I guess, showing a lot of improvement then in terms of restrictions to programs and large-scale events. So we decided to cancel the 2020 festival and we're happy to be, you know, presenting the 2021 now in just, you know, slightly less than, slightly more than a month. Yeah. Wow. Wow, congratulations on that. So the, the films that you had lined up for 2020, are you are the same films being rolled over for 2021? Or do you have a new lineup? Lineup of films, yeah. Yeah. So we had we had majority of the films from the 2020 festival kind of brought forward, not brought brought forward to the 2021 festival. But we have, in addition to these films, added new film additions specific to the COVID-19 situation. So I think, you know, with regard to film selection, I think as part of the festival, I think how we actually go about it is that we look at, you know, what are the mental health issues that are, I guess, relevant and concerning to, I guess, the team. So we have a discussion amongst team members, you know, especially, you know, you know we have people from different age groups, from the youths to, to the working adults. And I guess through our connection and friends with hearsay, uh, what are the mental health issues that people felt felt like they need to know more about or are concerned about, but there isn't that much uh, programs or, or conversations about it. And so we pick up these teams and then we decide as a team, you know, what which mental health topics we should focus on. And then you know, we will go online, Google, IMDB, uh, we'll speak to our international film festival partners to look at the, 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 the varying options that we have. And then we will spend hours and hours watching all films and then finally deciding, you know, whether a film is appropriate in terms of its 
characterization is there a lot of overdramatization of mental health issues such that it may i guess you know you know bite back you know wrong way or is it a, is it appropriate age content appropriate you know yeah so these are the different considerations that we had and based on this 2021 festival we decided to bring i guess for all the films from last year Uh, but we have made some tweaks to the panel conversations. So, yeah, for instance, like you said, uh, you need to be more relevant, right? Yeah, I think there would be a lot of different aspects of mental health which will come up because of the pandemic and because we've what the world has gone through in 2020 and continues yeah. to be experiencing it. So, yeah, no, that makes. that makes a lot of sense so do you you'd mentioned that you know you also have conversations with the international film festival partners so so is the mental health film festival something which is showcased in other parts of the world as well mm, yeah so definitely i think one of the main inspirations that i asked Cheryl and the, the the team had initially when proposing the singapore mental health film festival is inspired also by the mental health film festivals in the western countries so specifically you have the new york city mental health film festival which has been around for a very long time you also have the rendezvous with madness film festival which also focuses that's in toronto in canada okay yeah, yeah. so yeah. these are the two main partners that the singapore mental health film festival you know we constantly have conversations with we partner up with one another we share films that we thought may be suitable for you know the audiences on both sides of the world and yeah so it's definitely something that we are, we, we we got inspired and we decided you know in asia uh, specifically in singapore there is no film festival we have a lot of film festivals specific to embassies to language to culture but yeah. not so much to mental health hence you know the singapore mental health film festival Yeah which is uh, so are there any other similar film festivals within Southeast Asia are you aware of any others or is Singapore the the only showcase for Southeast Asia not that i am aware of that could possibly be but not that we you know as as far as team knows we do not really know if there are any other mental health specific film festivals in Southeast Asia Okay, these films are feature length or do you also have shorts and documentaries and are they all in English or do you have other languages as well with which are subtitled so that you know it covers a bigger spectrum across the globe? How do you work that? Yeah, so we do have feature length films. and these can be in terms of drama in terms of you know autobiography documentary so we do have a mix of it in fact we have a mix of this three you know in our current uh, lineup for the 2021 feature film lineup and then uh, we also have a, a a series of short films so these films that length from 10 minutes to 20 minutes and these films are sourced both locally and overseas also related to the mental health topic that we are hoping to you know venture into yeah so these are conversations that we have with the short film 
you know, distributors, if, if the directors themselves. And we, you know, have discussions on whether we could bring the films in. And so the short films, part of the program as well. So usually what happens in a seating, in a, in a, in a program seating, is that we will have a little introduction at the front. We will have a short film screening. Uh, and then we'll have the feature film screening. And then we'll have a panel discussion. discussion. Okay. That's, that's pretty yeah. much you know, that's the, the format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How much of local contribution do you see I mean okay this is only going to be your second edition but say between 2019 and 2021 has there been a larger contribution from local directors and production houses towards whether it's a feature-length film or or shorts have you seen more of an engagement with the local film fraternity. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payal, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. In retrospect, I think over the past two years, there is a, an increase in, in that, that kind of connection and engagement with local filmmakers about to a very small extent, uh, only because I think a bulk of the feature feature length, I, I think in, in Singapore at least, I think we do not have that many filmmakers that produce feature length films. And specific to mental health, it's even lesser. So we have those that look at comedy, for instance. You know, we have, we have Jack New, Mark Lee, you know, they're coming up every Chinese New Year with, with their own films. So this will not be so appropriate for the film festival. Yeah. Like it's a very niche area and mental health team cannot be a sub-section or you know, a small 10-minute scene, but it has to be a dominant, I guess, uh, a theme throughout the, the entire film. So this is something we don't see much in Singapore. So it's very hard to find a feature-length film relating to mental health. Though there are a few in our neighboring countries, Hong Kong especially, and, and we have a Malaysia, Malaysia as well. So we have had films from Malaysia, uh, and this year we are having a film from Hong Kong on dementia, on, on, on caregiving. And so that's pretty much for feature-length films. For short films, we're engaging more local uh, filmmakers. And I think as part of the festival, we have also started the Short Film Youth Competition. Yeah, specific- I was going to ask because, yeah. you know, the film schools in mm. Singapore, you could get the students to actually start to think about mental health and to, to start to engage with something that is so serious you know, and I was going to actually, it's interesting that everything that I had listed out to ask you, you've already, <laughs> <laughs> you've gone like 10 steps ahead of me. <laughs> and no, which is amazing that it's almost like you're, um, you've been able to, yeah, you've been able to figure out my thought process. <laughs> So yeah, no, so I think that engaging the youth, uh, and you had mentioned also that at your unit, at NUS, there were situations, you know, there were people who were, whether it had been identified that people did have mental health issues, whether it's depression, or whatever it may be, whatever category. So I think for you to then uh, look towards the youth is 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 a very is a very positive way forward so have you been able to see shorts coming in from the different you know the different film schools that are in singapore 
Yes, huge reception. So we launched. You, whenever yeah. you add the word competition, right. <laughs> <laughs> it automatically, I think, creates this whole. You know, it it motivates mm-hmm. the young. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Sorry, yeah. I so interrupted you. Yeah. No so. worries. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think pe- people like competition. People like to you know you know that adrenaline rush that com- goes with it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Singapore, right? Yeah. yeah. So so the film the short film youth competition you know it started in twenty twenty you know we later on in twenty nineteen we we bunched out you know our engagements beyond the film festival to engaging you know the youths because the festival will likely attract you know usually the young adults or the adults you know also because of the the content classification of the films uh, which has to be rated and some can go up to M eighteen and above. And so specifically, we wanted to engage the youth, school-going youths, and hence we have the short film youth competition, where we, you know, we launched and then we invite youths, you know, from eighteen to thirty-five, you know, to come produce a short film relating to mental health. And it is not just a, a call for application, but on a part of the film festival, we conduct workshops for these youths for free. So this mainly in the form of mental health workshops to equip them with, you know, relevant mental health information so they know how to portray these, you know, appropriately in their films. And also, I guess, a latent function is really to expose these youths to mental health content as much as they were used for films, but also for their own you know, knowledge and awareness. Uh, second, we, we have production workshops. So we help amateur filmmakers in learning and equipping themselves with some skills ranging from script writing to you know film editing you know and post production work so these you know so we provide them with some workshops and then they have you know a period of a month or two you know to produce these films and then they send it into us and this year we saw some 200 over youths participate and we received over 60 short films um commission and we are we we have we are in the midst of judging, and uh, we we will be having a short film premiere on Facebook in May, where we share these films to the public, and we follow like up. You're going to share all the films. So we will only be sharing the top ten films that have been okay. shortlisted. Okay, yeah. and then these films will also be a part of the festival. These films will be a part of festival. So we don't usually leave the films as it is after the competition, but we make sure we squeeze every film dry for <laughs> the content. So yeah. for last year's, we had above and beyond the 10 films, we have the non-shortlisted films. We reviewed them. We thought that some of them may have important contents, although cinematography may not be that good. We take yeah. them out. We use them for engagements with partners and we invite the filmmakers to share their stories through different engagements with you know, production for mental health agencies. So this is kind of like a year-long engagement post-competition, post-festival that we you know, hope to extend the film you know, further. Yeah, I think it's important because it, it shouldn't just be restricted to the festival and then for an entire year, there's no conversation around it, then I think the impact is also lost. And and it's very, very, I think it's imperative in today's times to have an ongoing discussion. And through your platform, you are able to continue to create that awareness, which I think is is quite commendable. And, you know, it's interesting to see how, I mean, looking at you, you're so young, but the passion, the enthusiasm, the, 
ability to be able to work together as a team and bring it to the forefront, uh, I think is commendable. So I mean, that's, that's fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to be personally able to, because it is in Singapore, so to be able to actually come and view some of the films. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So in 2019, out of all the films that you screened, which film had in your mind, had the the most impact? And which is the film that connected with, you know, the audience and with you and your team members? Was there any one film that kind of stood out for you? Let me, let me have a, let me have a think. It's like two years ago and uh, I (laughs) the lineup that we had last two years ago, I think, one of yeah, it's 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 been really long. I don't exactly remember the specific contents. Uh, only also because I've been watching a lot of other films. Other films, yeah, no, okay, it's fine. It's it's but... not. I mean, it's important. <laughs> I, I was just curious. That's all. Mm. Yeah, so it doesn't come to mind. It's fine. It yeah, it's not. A <laughs> so have your. Um, obviously, you, you've said that the festival is going to be sometime in May. What, what are the dates for the festival? So it's happening from the 22nd to the 30th of May. Okay. So across two weekends. Two weekends. And mm-hmm. how many feature-length films will you be screening and how many shorts will you be screening? We are screening nine feature films. Okay. Nine short accompanying these feature films. And then we have nine conversations. So nine. it's 999. Nine, nine. Yeah. 999. Nine, nine. <laughs> And any particular reason for the 999? No, no. not. <laughs> okay. But SOS, maybe. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Oh, it's been so nice talking to you, Abel. Thank you. And, you know, I think it's very important what you have, you and your team has put together. And I do believe that it is sustainable. And I'm sure that, you know, year on year, it the festival will go from strength to strength. So I do wish you and your team all the very best. And uh, what kind of marketing is involved? Will people be able to get, you know, get tickets through, you mentioned Cystic, but also is it possible for people from outside of Singapore to have you know, the opportunity to see some of the films after the festival? Is, is there some kind of a platform that you've created for that? Right, yeah. Thanks for this, you know, plug, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I think tickets sale, ticket sales are already out. And uh, I think, you know, audiences in Singapore can purchase the in-person theatre tickets through Cystic. So this will happen, you know, on the 29th and 30th. So the 29th and 30th are our in-person screenings. So these screenings will happen at the National National Gallery Singapore. But throughout the festival from 22nd to the 30th, we are having a hybrid program, you know, where we on our website at watch.smhff.com, 
um, we have put up a platform where you know individuals can rent films and then they can watch the live panel conversations at the comforts of their own home. Uh, but these are only available, unfortunately, for the Singapore audience. Okay. Uh, so overseas audience will not be able to join us. We would love for this to be extended outside of Singapore, but a lot of distributors are very concerned about film rights. Rights, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, you know, I mean, the fact that Singapore, people in Singapore will be able to, not just in person, but with this, you know, this arrangement, be able to get involved. And today the, the virtual world is the way things are. So, you know, the fact that they can just in the comfort of their home be able to see live discussions, I think that that's quite amazing. So, yeah, I, I hope I'm able to publish your episode or rather this episode before your, your, your festival. Um, I will try my level best to do that because, you know, I mean, I have like back-to-back stuff and <laughs> melting pot is like, you know, it's it's sort of my team puts all the episodes a month ahead of time. So, but I will most definitely try and do it so that in our way, melting pot is able to, through this platform, support the festival. So yeah, good luck with it. And uh, so much. Yeah. Very kind. Thank sure. you for inviting us onto the show. You're welcome. <laughs> and I look forward to a lot more editions of the festival in the coming years. Thank Definitely. you so much, Abel. Thank you, Kaya. Thank you. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Payal signing off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.